Welcome back to Money with Mac and G. Thanks for being here. It looks like it's time for me to jump in since it's been a while since I've been here. The kids are trying to enjoy their summer because they've earned the time off. As parents, I'm sure we're all thinking, haven't I earned a summer off? I guess we're not as lucky as our young offspring. Hey, usually things during the summer from a money perspective are pretty calm. We've budgeted for a vacation or summer classes and we're carpooling, taxiing, or packing the kids' clothes for the trip to the beach. More than likely, the plans are set and we work the calendar with a new zest for life as the sun comes out and gives us some well-deserved vitamin D. I've been enjoying bike riding, swimming at the outdoor pool that's nearby, and trying to soak up some summer energy. But there has been a lot on my mind when it comes to money. Inflation is here. We've been paying more for a number of things, including items related to our vacations. That includes hotels, flights, gas for cars, food in restaurants, and more. All things are not equal. Some areas of the country have experienced more inflation than others. Mendocino, California, saw almost $10 per gallon a couple weeks ago. So depending on what you want to do and where you do it, it can wreak havoc on your budget. We haven't seen this in years and everyone is talking about it. It's important, so it does deserve our attention. What causes me more concern is that there are some solid indicators that we're heading towards a recession. The dirty R word. We've officially hit a bear market for the stock market, which means things are down more than 20%, which hurts. And when you think about losing money, it sometimes brings you down. That's why, for the most part, if you've worked on your portfolio and have it set up correctly, you try not to watch it because it's just darn painful. But things have bounced back in the past, so don't forget that. Do you remember how COVID smashed the markets and then it came roaring back and it recovered very quickly and kept climbing? It's all part of the business cycle, which we've been very lucky to avoid for years. The business cycle talks about four periods that I like to refer to as the four seasons, expansion, peak, contraction, and trough. If you're lucky to enjoy the four seasons where you live, you know you need a little bit of rain for things to grow. They reach a peak of beauty, and then things start to turn. The trees lose their leaves, and winter hits. Then it starts all over. For the business cycles, these seasons, you don't know when they're going to hit or how long they're going to last. So it's different that way from what we see in nature. Okay, so the word recession has been on a lot of people's minds. I'll have to say there are some very strong pieces of evidence that say we're clearly headed in that direction. First, what is a recession? The technical definition is two quarters, that's two sets of three months that are back to back, one right after the other, with lower economic activity. So each quarter shows lower output, which is that crazy GDP thing, which is gross domestic product. We do a calculation. Remember, we count the number of cars produced, computers, services, and everything else. If less of that is being made, that's less economic activity. As people buy less, there is less employment, there are less products being made, and just generally uh, less activity is going on financially. This isn't supposed to be scary. Remember, spring, summer, fall, and winter, it's part of the cycle. However, there is some proof that this potential winter may be a little bit more challenging. Okay, I always think of GOT. You know, Game of Thrones, not a show for kids, but they also spoke about how winter was coming. So what happened on the show? People had to get prepared, right? 
So I don't want any of you to be taken by surprise. Hey, our buddy Elon Musk, the founder of Tesla, is actually cutting 10% of salaried employees. That means the people who get paid the same amount each week. He wants to move more people to hourly, where he can reduce their hours if needed. It's much more flexible for a business. Only pay when people work. He thinks a recession is going to come and it's going to last about 18 months. He's having problems getting all the material he needs to build his cars, which means he can't make as many cars as he did in the past. It's that nasty supply chain thingy. But that affects GDP because he'll produce fewer cars, which reduces economic activity. Big words, but he'll be making fewer products, period. Now, the Great Depression, which we went over in a podcast very early on, showed bad things were happening for 43 months, which is over three and a half years. That was a bad one. Probably the worst one that is in anybody's lifetime that we've ever seen. But if we look at recessions since World War II, which is a bit more current and a little bit more like what we do today, it's around 11 months. So Elon thinks it's going to be something a bit more serious than normal. Now, Netflix cut about 3% of its staff, which is about 300 people last week. It's another indication that their business is slowing down. There's that GDP thing going down again. And people are trying hard not to buy gas because it's expensive. Do you remember back in March of 2020, we were on the air when the average price of gas was under two bucks. It's reached over five, and I've heard that some think it's going to be over six bucks before the end of summer. Okay, so if it's on the way, what should we think about doing? The first thing to realize is we've been here before. We can't forget that. All of the past information says it will end. So we need to stay calm. Sometimes I feel like a broken record saying the same thing over and over, but I do it so that it will sink in. I think most of us have heard that it takes seven times of repeating the same message for it to take root in our brains and grow. I'm talking about making sure you have an emergency fund. This is one of those things when we want to have access to that fund. No one wants to think about the possibility of transitioning from one job to another, but would we have thought that Tesla and Netflix would have been cutting jobs? Tesla has huge demand, but if it can't get the parts to produce the cars, it doesn't matter. The emergency fund is that safety net that catches you when things don't turn out your way. Yesterday, I read a survey that was published this past weekend about emergency funds. About 60% of people are uncomfortable with the amount of money that they have set aside. That's amazing and scary. It's up from 45% two years ago. There are about a quarter of people who don't have any money set aside, a little bit more than a quarter that have some savings, but not quite three months. 22% have three to five months and 27% clap, clap, clap have six months or more. I'm hoping you have a solid emergency fund and you continue to build it. Taking charge helps so you can help to put your mind at ease if you put your plan in place and make it happen. Remember, Personal finance is personal. Everyone's situation is a bit different, but your fund should be able to cover at least three months of your absolute necessities. Check out our video on the Edge Accounting YouTube channel for more. We know money is getting more expensive. Wait, what? What does that mean? Well, it means that if you want to borrow it, it will cost you more interest because rates have been going up to slow down the economy. Those rates will work their way into higher rates for purchasing a home. 
which we've seen already. And it will go into car loans, credit cards, and lots of other stuff. Now, credit card rates last week were just shy of 17%. That's way up. That's a tough situation and literally will cost you an arm, a leg, and your sanity. We know credit card debt is usually bad debt. Paying them off should always be a top priority, especially right now. So don't wait. I've seen credit card debt that has really messed up people's lives with stress, fighting with loved ones, and a feeling of hopelessness. It's not pretty, and as a nation, it keeps climbing. That's why we must, at all costs, live within our means. Living like the Kardashians when you don't have that kind of income will lead you to a place I assure you that you don't want. If you are lucky enough to be a two-income family, have you ever tried to live off just one salary? I have friends who've done that and say it's so empowering to know you don't need both salaries. And when things are good, it helps cut years off the anticipated retirement date. Does 55 sound better than 60, 62, or even 70 as a retirement age? Heck yes, it does. So cut down on your video streaming, reduce buying those cookies at the store you don't need, and think about taking your bike to the store. Save on gas and get healthy. Double whammy, baby. If you can save it, why not? Now is not the time to be loose with your spending. Okay, is it time to try and get a bit more income in the door? It's always a good time for that. But when things may be getting tough, having a bit more money coming in is a good thing to save and not spend. You have to ask yourself if you want to make it through the recession in a good place or potentially struggle in a bad place. If you're a one-income family, is there any chance to make it a two-income family? There are lots of ways to make extra money online. We've talked about the gig economy, and maybe you can paint portraits, write blogs, or perform a little data analytics. What is that, anyway? On the side, to name a few. Have you seen Ryan Trahan? who is this young YouTuber who is raising money to feed America. He's going 30 days across America to meet up with his buddy, Mr. Beast, and deliver one penny to him. It's a challenge because he's only started with one penny. Now, I hope you don't say, who is Mr. Beast? He's a YouTube sensation with about 100 million subscribers on just one channel, and he makes about $3 million per month. He does lots of challenges and he does have a serious charitable focus. Anyway, Ryan has raised about 1.2 million already from this challenge over the last 25 or so days. He started with that one penny and had to make money on his quest across the U.S. to buy a plane ticket to get to the East Coast to hook up with his buddy, Mr. Beast. If donations for any day are over $50,000, any money he had in his possession that he made gets reset to one penny. So he has to make more to build his cash reserve up so he can eat and buy his next plane tickets. It's pretty funny to watch, but I learned there are apps where people need to have their dogs walked. The one he used was called Wag, and I saw Ryan walk this dog, Scout. It was pretty cool. He says it makes him about 20 bucks an hour, and he showed his earnings on the screen, too. It's amazing what I can learn when Mac drags me to the couch to watch YouTube clips. The point is that there are all kinds of ways to make money with a second hustle. And you may like it or even get some exercise. Kids, you can do it, too. 
in a recession, it feels brutal to look at your 401k and you may get a little depressed. I know because I've done it. But remember, when you're investing, there are cycles, ups and downs. I've said that a couple times already. It should be for the long term. So today doesn't matter if you don't need the money. It's 10 or 20 years into the future. Hard to think about, but it's better to not look at those statements. If you're going to make adjustments, that's one thing. But if you're going to let it keep going, then just let it go. Don't be afraid of the bear market. Since the early 40s, the average bear market lasted only about 11 months. And the average bull market was over four years. Don't you like that stat? Hey, the key is that a recession happens. If we are headed into one, we need to be prepared and keep our eyes on the ball. Kids need to know that things might get a little tight, so they'll need to pitch in. Whether that means not complaining, when you can't go on vacation, to the movies, reducing some video games that are purchased, I can hear Grant moaning in my head right now, or you can't go out and eat as much as you'd like. It's a family effort. Acting as if nothing is going on and increasing your credit card debt to support your lifestyle is absolutely not something you should do or a lesson to teach your kids. We'll see you next time, next week, for more Money with Mac and G. Bye!